This show contains movie spoilers and swearing. Back to another episode of Bite Size Cinema. I'm your host RJ McCready, and for this episode, I'm going to be taking you back to the year in 2007 to be looking at the uh, comedy movie Hot Rod. And joining me for the episode today is Gary Hill. I can forgive anybody better to join me for this episode today. For this, Gary, how you doing, man? I'm here, man. I, um, I'm here with the captain of our team, if you will. Just uh, having having a good time, man. Oh, that's good, man. So, uh, what have you been up to? You uh, been up to anything? Watching anything? Meeting any movie stars? Well, not not yet. On the, the the last part, that's that's um that's next month, I think. I, even that's to be real low key. But um, yeah, I've been not doing much podcasting lately because I I got sick for a while and then I, I got busy for a while, so. Hopefully next week, as the time of this, this recording, I'll be doing a cinema beef and releasing the finally the the, the latest Last Call of Torches episode, and you know just getting getting caught up with things, and I'm I'm looking forward to doing all, all of that and getting back on that 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 uh, that makeshift motorcycle, if you will, you know. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Of course. Um, and yeah, have you been watching anything? Is anything sort of taking your eye recently? Anything in the horror world or uh, anything coming up? Let's see. I should have watched Malignant, but I hear I hear good things about that movie, and I hear a couple bad things about that movie. But as far as horror stuff goes, I I burned a hole in my brain uh, watching all of the 2010s stuff for Duncan's roundtable thing. And oh yeah, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's. That's fried a horror uh, hole in my brain, and I, I intend on watching more horror stuff. I just haven't really gotten to that yet. Um, I guess the most horror adjacent, adjacent, adjacent thing I, I've watched recently is I uh, was the first three episodes of Why the Last Man on FX, and here in the states, I don't know where it is where you are, but um, it's based on a comic book from probably like 20 years ago. By a, a writer called Brian K. Vaughn, who's written a lot of comics and stuff, and uh, it's about a, a virus that wipes out like the whole male population of the world, including animals and everything. Wow! And yeah, Yorick, who, who is Y, is like the last known man to be alive, and he's the pres the, the current. Once all the men are dead, uh, Diane Lane is the president, and he, she's he's the president's son, and he's going to have to be alive, and possibly the the key to antibodies for them to make more babies and for the men not to die off. And it, it's he has a, a pet monkey in the show and, and in the comic book as well. And this was um, a comic I read uh, when it came out. So when I heard they're de- developing um, a movie or TV show for it, which has been like five years at least, they've been talking about this. 
I, I had to watch it right away. So I ran through the first three episodes of the TV show. <laughs> it must be good to watch something that's been adapted from a comic that you know into TV show or movie or. Oh yeah, there, there was a, there was a while there where I was in, in the states. It's a Wednesday. Wednesday is New Comic Book Day, and it was it was scripture, it was ritual that me and my boys would go get something to eat and go pick up our books at the comic store. And I don't I don't do it anymore because comics are they're pretty pretty freaking expensive now mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. from what I've seen and yeah like five bucks per book I'm like I, I can't do that that's crazy you know yeah I'm still waiting for someone to pick up the uh, 2000 AD universe because that's yeah. a comic that I grew up with and you used to be able to pick those up for about eight pence back in the day <laughs> it's a little bit different now um, but yeah you know like Judge Dredd Rogue Trooper the ABC Warriors and Robo Hunter there's a lot you could do with that, so I'm surprised no one's come along. But then I suppose Je- oh. Judge Dredd didn't do too too good, did it at the box office? Yeah, they were. They're, they're, I love both of the, of the films. Mm. You know, for for you know, one's more serious, obviously. The other one's more campy, but I love them both for their yeah. their own reasons. But they, like you said, they weren't too successful as yeah. far as our movie goes. But they're loved. They're loved amongst people, and um, I'm open for that too. That and that trans mesh. Pro- Transmetropolitan movie yeah. happening one day. I would love to see that. And, yeah. um, I'm sure someone will take that up and then maybe it will have its time. Yeah. Um, there's probably a decade's worth of um, content there to be done. And uh, so, oh, talking sounds. about a guy on a motorcycle, should we have a talk about this film then, Gary? <laughs> yes, sir. Let's, let's do it, man. Okay, you so. <laughs> let's fire up the, uh, the moped or the motorcycle. Let's uh, play you guys a trailer and we'll be back soon. What's up, little riders? Jump in the public pool tomorrow. Tell your friends. That's just a sample. Good luck. Don't worry, Denise. I've done this before. So what are you supposed to be? A stuntman. Wow. My safe word will be whiskey. What do you mean whiskey? What? I just don't get why you're saying it that way. Why I'm saying what, what way? Forget it. I will. I will forget it. Whoa, whiskey! Whiskey! Oh. Hey, everybody. We have a new crew member today, Denise. So I thought it'd be fun if we all went around and said a little something about ourselves. I like to party. I like to party. No, Dave, I just said that I party. I like to party. No. I like to party. Okay, nobody parties but me. Yeah, just Rod. Yes. And me. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, my God. Shut up. Hey, Rod, maybe you shouldn't fight Dad this week. Relax, Kev. I'm going to win this time. I did like 40 crunches yesterday. Get ready to meet your maker. Oh, God! We hadn't even started yet! I just had a great idea. One big jump, gentlemen. The biggest jump this town's ever seen. Let's party. If I'm gonna jump 15 buses, my body's gonna have to be in top physical form. Did we reinforce the takeoff ramp? No, we didn't have time. Cool. Oh! I've already drafted a rough schedule of exercises that will help us take things to the next level. Oh! Now! No, 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 not now! You're a terrible stuntman. What? You're a terrible stuntman! (laughs) I'm just kidding. I can hear you. It was just really mean. 
from Paramount Pictures. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a jump for the ages. The moment we've all been waiting for. He's going in circles! Andy Samberg. Who wants to see me do a big stuff? Hot Rod. All great men have mustaches. Yeah, but real men actually grow them, huh? You know I have a hormone disorder! And welcome back. So the synopsis of this film is self-proclaimed stuntman Rob Kimball is preparing for the jump of his life to clear 15 buses to raise money for his abusive stepfather Frank. It's a Frank's life-saving heart operation. Um, 6.79 BD, it came out in 2007. Uh, so Gary, Hot Rod, I think I mentioned, I think we brought this up in a past episode and we were talking about it for a bit so that's why I thought I'd get you back for this one so I know I know you're a fan of this movie yeah it's like it's like comfort food to me man like, yeah. whenever I like feel down or something this is one of the my go-to films to turn on because it's, it's my kind of silly and I, I just it's like a pure good you know I'm not saying it's the best thing you're gonna watch all week or something like that you know but it's 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 my kind of silly when when I'm feeling feeling down mm. on the dumps and I can I can turn it on and I can watch it all the way through because you know and, and when you say this is like one of the silly parts of the movie but you know his step stepfather Frank who's Ian McShane in this movie and he's he's, he's freaking hilarious man and uh, um what's the line he uses you know never never mess with a man who's been in a chemical fire <laughs> yeah. you know, stuff like that yeah. <laughs> I did catch uh, that last night. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the, the the purpose of saving Frank is so he can defeat him in a fight and kill him. Yeah. It, so yeah. It, it. This is the thing with this film. It's so it can be dark, so dark in places, so wacky, but it just works, and I find it hilarious. And it and the and the relationship between you know Rod and his stepfather. Ian McShane, as you said, is just gold. It just works so well, doesn't it? You know, the the one-liners he says, I'm going to beat you. And he goes, you first of all, you've got to grow a moustache. And he goes, you know, i got a <laughs> hormone growth problem, isn't it? <laughs> it's just like stuff like that, which makes this film work. And it's so much fun. Yeah, Rod and uh, Rod's team, of course, is... It, it... Yeah, he got some one of his Lonely Island guys, and he got some of his SNL friends, uh, Andy Samberg. Yeah. Uh, which, if you're not watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, it's one of my favorite things in the world. I um, you you got uh Danny McBride as as Rico and this thing as as that crazy friend that, that we all have. Yeah. That's what I love. That's what I love about Rod's friends. We we all have you know that friend. You think these guys are stoners, but they're not. They're just they're just acting silly. Mm. You know. You got that friend that could build shit. You know, I got our journey. You could build shit. You know? Yeah, well, this is it. Yeah, this is it. That'd be me in the uh, shed making stuff and coming out with wacky lines. You know, <laughs> you got you got the self-destructor friend Rico. You know, uh, yeah. I found these fireworks in the bathroom. You want to go shoot them off? You know, oh, I love that. <laughs> and then when he's when he says he's talking to um, Bill Hadder, isn't he, Dave? And he goes. Still mm-hmm. having, the, I'm still having those crazy dreams of taking on the Wizard Castle and 
all the wizard women just wanting to have sex with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, dear. Just, oh. She's just angry for no reason. This was hard about reviewing comedy is it's it's hard to see all the lines that are in the movie like Rico's line where he's beating somebody over the head with a road cone saying I've been drinking I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day you know yeah shit like that you know it's it's, it's hard it's hard not to say the lines that, that you love because um but yeah essentially Rod is a guy whose father is 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 is, is his real father supposedly he was like evil Knievel's assistant but but he, he wasn't you find out he's just a guy that met evil when he came to town and so rod's life is kind of alive but he throughout this film to save frank's life he's doing all these crazy stunts you know t terribly but it's 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 uh, he, he believes in himself as far as like okay i'm gonna do this and stuff like hey did you reinforce take our ramp no we didn't have the time and then he crashes, and then, you know, hilarity happens. I, I love this fucking movie so much. Yeah, I, I did pick up on that bit when he says, you know, about his father. And it turns out that all other, like, 20 or 100 employees of the store met Evil Knievel as well, isn't it? You know, and it's like, what? <laughs> oh, dear. Um, you also got Sissy Spasek. He, he died. He, yep. Like, he died instantly the next day. Come on now. No, yeah, go yeah. for it. <laughs> I was going to say, you got Sissy Spasek in this movie as well. Makes her, um, obviously, from the movie Carrie. So it's good to see her in this as well. So you, you got a few names as well. Um, Will Warnett's in this as well. He's kind of like sleazy boyfriend, isn't he? He's, he, he plays that role really good. What does he say? I'm going to get some dick bags so we could bang later or something like that. Yeah. You know? And then he's... <laughs> On the telephone to Rod, isn't he? And then Rod's saying, you're just waving a pen in the air, aren't you? And he says, oh, you're a pretty bright kid, aren't you? You know. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, I love Fisher's in this movie as well. Uh, she's looking pretty good in this film. Uh, she, she's always looking pretty good. Even when she was pregnant, she was looking really good, man. Yeah. That's... Uh... That, that, that Borat's a lucky man, that's all I'll say about that. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I love the way she's introduced, isn't she? When she meets Rod and Rod says to her, oh, you've changed a lot. And then she goes to him, but you haven't changed a lot. <laughs> You're still the same. Um, and then he introduces her, doesn't he, to Danny McBride and Bill Hadder's characters. And he says, we've got a new addition to the team. And he goes, let's introduce ourselves. He goes, I'm Rod, and I like to party. And then you've got that scene, he goes... And I'm Dave, and I like to party too, isn't it? It's just that whole thing that goes around, so it's become a bit of a phrase. Yeah, for sure, man. It, 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 of course, you know they they all like to party, but you know Rod can only be the one, the only one to party. But yeah. um, silly stuff, man. Like I said, it's all it's all it's all pretty childish. But you know, if you can turn your turn your yourself over to mediocrity and you know kind of childish stuff, it uh, you'll have a great time with this movie and. What's oh god? The the part the part where where um Dave is yelling at the sister about the Kool Aid. I can't stop laughing every time because they're they're, they're t testing Rod's lungs in, in the kiddie pool. And oh my gosh, yeah, it's, it's, there's there's so many like little things. Um, D Dave's line at where they're, when they're getting to get the food. Um, the chick's like, why do you call yourself Voltron? 
because it's fucking kick ass whatever he says and I, I yeah like I said it's a, it's a comedy it's, it's hard to, to, to not quote the lines that you love and then you know hey you remember that part you know remember that part yeah remember that part where Rod, remember that part where Rod's angry in the woods for no reason he does a little footloose montage you know mm. it's, it's a yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then he falls down the uh, cliffside, doesn't he? About forty-seven times, and was the thing this film is? It kind of reminds me of, or it, it is almost like mini sketches put together to make a movie. But the movie does work. It has got like a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it's got a story, and it's got all the humour to it. But it's very. It's almost like it's a little bit ahead of its time because. You think of what we got today, we got a lot of YouTube and TikTok and all that sort of stuff. And there's little segments in this film which are kind of like that, especially the bit that you just said, you know, with the pool scene. You mm-hmm. know, you could just imagine someone on YouTube just going, oh, I'm going to test out my where, how long I can breathe underwater. <laughs> and then, but then at that part, isn't it? He says to them, but don't let me up, you know, let me, let me uh, go under the water for like, 40 seconds or whatever it is and he's trying to ring the bell and it's the bell wire comes off or something that's just great yeah it breaks he's like he can't ring it himself yeah yeah but yeah that, that, that kind of stuff would get like like TikTok like you said would get like 3 million views you know so it's kind of like I'm not saying it's ahead of it's time because you know Jackass and stuff was doing it before that but yeah crazy stuff like that would get a lot of views on TikTok and hmm. Yeah, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you mentioned Jackass because I think Jackass was about at the time as well. I think they might have had the, certainly on TV, I think they might have even had the film out around about this time. Yeah, uh, at, least, at least for at least first film. You also had, this came out at the same time as Transformers the movie as well. Michael Bay's first installment of Transformers came out as well, so he's competing against that at the cinema. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't see it beating that, but... I can tell you one thing. I, I enjoy this one a lot more, a lot better than that movie. Is it? Um... Well, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, this didn't do very well at the cinema. Um, I don't think it did very well critically, but it's become a cult movie. Um, even to the point where a little while back, I went into a supermarket, and the lady behind the counter said to me, "Oh, that's cool beans," and I went, "Cool beans," and I was like. Hey, on a second, are we, are we quoting Hot Rod here? <laughs> you you know, can go back and forth, see, with the uh, cool beans. Yeah, this is it. And I'm just thinking, that's random, but, you know, people, even though it didn't do very well and crit- critically didn't do very well, but no, people don't forget this film. And um, I introduced it to my 16-year-old daughter uh, this year, and she absolutely loves this film. And she was... L- <laughs> She was laughing so much at all the different sketches, and when I speak to her now, she keeps quoting the lines to me. And yeah, it's that type of movie. Yeah, there's um, there's a part in the movie where Chris Parnell, who he used to be on Saturday Night Live too, but he plays the voice of Cyril on Archer. Uh, he's given the whole speech about his tattoo. Oh yeah, that's and about right, yeah. how urethras work if they're, they're, they're jammed with cum for no good reason, you know. <laughs> that, that's uh. It's like, what is the deal, dude? Like you're explaining, because he supposedly, this guy's got a tattoo of a guy taking a piss on, on, on radio and TV. I forget what it is, but he's explaining why the pee stream, how, how the trajectory of why a pee stream yeah. would, would split like that, and 
it's disgusting, and I don't know why it's in the movie, but I'm glad it is. I, I don't know why, you know. It's, it's a yeah, it, it's it's a weird part of the film, but again, I'm glad you brought him up as well because he's like the sponsor, isn't he, for the main jump at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and it's like he is the AM uh, DJ, and yeah, he's like that typical sort of wears a, wears a tweed jacket, isn't it, as if he's come from like the 1950s or something like that. But it, mm-hmm. again, it it goes with the film, doesn't it? You know, it just it doesn't seem out of place. You know, instead of having like FM radio or something like that, it's yeah, let's have the AM because that works. Yeah, I I feel like we're really underselling this film, but I think it's one of those films that either you were introduced to by somebody else, that, like you were introduced to your daughter, or, or you know about it and you love it, or you just one of those people that that, that downright hate. It. I. I I, I I can't hate this film. I mean, I mean, for, from like as as much fun as they're having, um, as actors in the film, uh, the soundtrack. You know, if you didn't realize that Europe had more than with that one song, you know, you get more Europe in this song than um any other artist. Yeah, yeah. Just singing about a sing, white guy singing about the Trail of Tears for no reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, a Cherokee. Come on, man, it's good stuff. But um, um, yeah, um, is it the final song as well, isn't it? You're the voice um, by yeah, John, yeah. John Farnham, isn't it? You know. Yeah, John Farnham. Yeah, yeah. Which is that scene of the film, which makes no sense at all. They're singing this inspirational song as as Rod's going to the race, and then all of a sudden there's a full scale riot that happens. <laughs> I think it's it's because Rico starts something, right, and stuff like that. You know, yeah. He's doing, Somebody throws a garbage can through a window, and then it just starts a riot. Yeah. I'm just wondering how how many communities in America would probably relate to this film because it's an American film. And oh, like, it's, I'd imagine there's communities that could probably say, "Yeah, I, I get this." You know, this this type you know, of like, stuff is going like, like small town stuff. You know, I, I never lived in like a small small town. Like this is probably one of those towns. But, um, yeah, stuff like, you know, Friday Night Football or, you know, th- this rando guy doing a, a stunt jump and, you know, th- this this could be a very big deal in that town. And, and um, th- that's, uh, I guess, why they had an AM radio to, to, to pump it up, I guess, <laughs> pump, up, pump up those numbers for Frank's conveniently pr- price surgery. Come on. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. For the uh, was it fifty thousand dollars that he's got to make? But before that, he he decides to make a well, he decides to become a, a stunt man for parties, doesn't he? So he thinks this is a quick way to make a buck. And so again, you get like another, I suppose, shorts or montage, isn't it, of him at a kids' party and he's set on fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then he's he gets run over by a bus or something, doesn't he? He's sort of he's trying to evade this truck, and then all of a sudden just comes out of nowhere and knocks him over. Well, he like wraps himself in foam or something so he can get hit by the truck, and of course it's still very painful because yeah, it's, it's a truck and you're you're a man, and uh, yeah. <laughs> but I love I love it. Just going back to that bit when he gets set on fire because he's running around. All the kids look like they're scared shitless. Out of it, and he, he gets uh, put out. And I love it when the when the mother of the party comes out and goes, "Here's your money now. Fuck off." 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Get the fuck out of my yard. <laughs> After terrifying the children. With, yeah, that's uh, his, it, his, yeah. Yeah. The good old yeah, you're, not, you're not supposed to firewalk that long. Ask, ask Kane Hodder about that shit, man. It, mm. it, it, it can be bad. Yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's an entertaining film. I, I first watched this on um, on a plane uh, going to Australia, so it was a long flight, and I put it on, and I was just it just blew me away. I was thoroughly entertained, and I think I watched it about three or four times on the on the plane. Kept watching it, thinking this is great, <laughs> love it. Oh, the song like I imagine make mention the mention the soundtrack. It's, it's by a band called Gown, when Rod comes out at the end. It's by a band called Gown, which is mostly the band Queens of the Stone Age. It's called Head Honcho. I, 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 I play it often just to pump myself up, man. It's, um... Oh, yeah. It's it's awesome. And um, I recommend people listening to that and checking out this movie. It's, it's my kind of silly. I mean, it's, it's a Saturday Night Live movie. It's not a Saturday Night Live movie. Um... If I, if I want to recommend a Saturday Night Live movie that came out right around the same time, uh, if you haven't checked out MacGruber and you want to laugh, um, there's a scene in MacGruber where MacGruber, which is like play, played by, um, oh, I, I'll, I'll remember this guy's name in an hour, but he's been Saturday Night Live too. He plays the fake MacGyver of, of, of Saturday Night Live. And the joke is, he never he never defuses the bomb and it always explodes. Oh but yeah. There, okay. There's there's a scene in the movie where he's building his team, and this is like a six or seven minute scene, only for them to get in the van and get blown up, and it's just so random. But that's what this movie is. It's just so random all the way through. You know, it's got it's got it's got a good heart to it too. So it's not like you could say, oh, there's there's some, you know, this is a, this is a film that's gonna bring you down. Like no, you can turn it on and it'll 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 make you happy because the characters are, are all pretty great. I mean, the, the the story's got some good heart to it, like I said, and there's there's not a lot of negativity here. So if you need something to to uh, turn on and God forbid, turn your brain off, you know, just uh, <laughs> turn a hot rod here. I, I I enjoy the hell out of it every time I watch it. You know. Yeah, it's funny you say that because of the year that we had, you know, with the pandemic and everything. I think films like Hot Rod are exactly the sort of type of films that you need to cheer yourself up from that bit of escapism. And you're right, it's got a hell of a lot of heart to it. Um, all the characters in this are likable. Even Ian McShane, I think you know yourself that he does love Rod. He's never gonna, he's never gonna tell him that. I think he does it just to try and prod him on, and he's just enjoying this entertainment of his um, stepson putting himself through all these trolls and see where he's gonna put himself, you know, with this uh, jump. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think there's there was a couple of other films. There was another film I watched uh, last night called Road Trip. Which came out in the uh, 2000, so seven years before this. Uh, you also had like the American. Oh, I did Road Trip. I... Yeah. I haven't watched Road Trip in a while, but I do enjoy it though. Yeah, because I, I, I immediately thought, I, I, I was so entertained by Hot Rod, I thought I need to find myself another film. And I watched that and I thought, that's an hilarious film as well. You know, similar sort of type of thing. You know, the characters are wacky, there's some wacky humour in it, but. 
Are you entertained? Does it put a smile on your face by the end of it? Yep, certainly does. Back when Tom Green was the thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's do Freddy Got Finger next. Come on, man. Let's do that. No, I don't want to do that right now. That's that's uh, that's nasty. Oh, was that the... Oh, yeah, I know. Is that, that's what he went on to go and do after that, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it, so... That, 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 that guy jerks off an elephant in the movie. I'm not watching that. That's nasty. You know, but, um, but but that, that whole movie is Tom Green. On the upside, the whole movie is Tom Green just terrorizing Rip Torn like, throughout the whole thing. And that's pretty funny. Mm. You know, <laughs> again, it's, 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 it's that kind of silly, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's like I say, you get the... Uh, like I say, the final climax of this movie, don't you, where... Going back to sort of Dave, he's built him this motorbike, isn't he? And you've you've got the AM radio that's kind of sponsored the jump, haven't you? And all that, and then everybody turns out to it, and you got all the pyrotechnics and stuff. So it's all pretty cool. Yeah, and then Rod um pull pulls the stunt and doesn't pull it off, but you know he's still a hero in the end. You know, so he 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 lost to win. Let's put it that way. Yeah, because he's kind of got the the other thing you got here. You kind of like got a little bit of a Captain Planet type thing going on here. You know, like the sort of totem pole. Oh, it's, it's Brave Star, dude. Have you watched the TV show Brave Star from back in the day? Oh, is it Brave Star? Was it? I, was, I, I think I, I think it's closer to Brave Star because he does the whole spirit or the you know, strength of the bear, spirit of the puma, or the speed of the speed of the the cheetah. I think it was. I've I've watched Brave Star a lot when I was a kid. I've watched a lot now. But um, Brave Star was a Native American sheriff in a, in a futuristic, uh, you know, uh, cowboy town. Yeah. And Tex Hex was his 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 main bad guy, and he looks like a like a grizzly Lance Henriksen. <laughs> he kind of looks oh, like him, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, Rod did the whole thing, you know, like this whatever, like the strength of the bottlenose doll. That's it. And, yeah. You know, stuff like that, and yeah. He says like all these different like Native American totems, and it just reminded me of Brave Star from back in the day. And mm. still, still a great cartoon show too. Damn, I still love that show. I've I watched a little bit of it recently. Yeah, I, I, I knew it was re- referencing something, but yeah, that's it. So, um, so he gets the fifty thousand dollars, and then he's like, he has this like final fight, then he with uh, his stepdad. Yeah, and. <laughs> it, it, I love the way the film ends because he, he fights him, doesn't he? And he punches him at Shane, doesn't he? And he goes, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like Because like, he makes him shit his pants. You know, because he did. There's a scene earlier in the movie where um, uh, Isla Fisher is, is teaching Rod, like, how to do, like, Tai, like, tai Chi stuff, you know? And he asked her, "Is there? I hear there's a movie where you can make somebody, you know, evacuate their, their bowels or whatnot." And she teaches him how to do it. Of course, Rod shits his pants in front of her because she does the move, and he he does it to finish off uh, Frank at the end of the movie. <laughs> and that's that's why he says what he says because Rod defeats him and literally makes him shit his pants. And you know, again, that's how this that's how this movie ends. Yeah, it's mad. <laughs> Because <laughs> Rod has has got his ultimate goal of defeating Frank in a fight. Yeah, that's it. it just it, it. That's what I mean. You get you get your beginning, the middle, the end, 
The film's got a lot of heart. It's got some great characters in it. Uh, brilliant comedy moments. Uh, loads of one-liners. It's just it's a full package, isn't it? And you just come away with a smile. Um, if you're not smiling with this film, man, do you know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> oh, dear. It's, it's, it's pure good, man. I mean, I watch many things, and this uh, this this shoots up there like when I want to just turn something on and just just turn it on. You watch it and I watch it in the background or whatever, whatever you want to do, and um, it's um, I do enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah. Is there any other standout moments from this film that we haven't covered, Gary? Because I think we've actually just gone oh. through everything. When Dave when Dave is building the bike in the garage, and he gets the piece of metal stuck to his head nonchalantly because he's, he's, you know, and Rod's driving to the hospital. The conversation they have, I don't I even know the lines, but like Dave's just like loopy as shit. You know, a lot of this is, is Bill Hader making me laugh in this movie. And it's just, that's one of those scenes. Uh, the, the scene where, where Rod is uh, trying to impress the, the girl. So he's just like, banging on an engine in a garage with a wrench or something like he's doing something but she does she knows he's not he's not doing anything he's just hitting <laughs> yeah, an with a it. wrench yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to look macho with his hulk hogan t-shirt you know it's the same as like when uh rod comes in doesn't he? he gives him this uh speech about that the fact he's gonna help his stepdad out isn't it and then bill had just gets up and rod's gone what's the matter he goes i've got to go to work and then Rod's just going through the whole thing, isn't he, with him? What he's going to do whilst he's at the working at the bowling alley? Yep. <laughs> like I said, a lot of randomness. I don't want to give a. I don't want to give all of it away, obviously. But it's 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 one of my favorite things to watch, and I think you guys should should check it out. And tell me if you think it's stupid. Then I'll tell you you're wrong to watch it again. Maybe you'll like it better the second time. I don't know, but um. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's some there's some films out there which you you know can identify someone's sense of humour. Another film like that for me is Big Trouble in Little China, oh, yeah. with the Jack Burton sense of humour. This film also reminds me a lot of films from the eighties, particularly some of the sort of John Cusack type movies, and uh, like you said, the Saturday Night movies, the sort of Animal House. Mm-hmm. It's it's a similar sort of wit league, isn't it? It's for a sort of um, sort of slapstick humour. Um, the, the the only thing that ruins movies like Big, Big Trouble in China for me is when I watch it as a kid. When you watch it as a kid, you see Kurt Russell as the hero, but when you analyze it as an adult, you realize he doesn't do much anything in that movie. You know, as far as you, it's everybody else, you know, doing stuff. Yeah, that's it. But I, I still appreciate the sort of chance that John Carpenter took back then to say hey sometimes it's uh, good to laugh at this uh, supposed hero and oh I, I still oh. love to death I just it's just one of those things where you you overanalyze things and you realize that Jack Burton in, in the end is, is the hero I mean he does kill Lopan and then you know evil, evil is, is vanquished and you know but until then you know He's fallen over. He loses his truck. He's got. He shoots his gun in the air, and, and rocks fall on his head. You know, and everybody else is doing stuff. But um, 
thanks to good old Egg Shen, he he got some some false confidence in a potion. It's all good. Yeah, I think Jack you know? du- Jack Burton <laughs> Jack Burton for me opened up that door that you know some people can be heroes even if you are a little bit sort of even if you are having a bad day. Just think of good old Jack Burton. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know he pulls it through in the end. I mean, you've done streets. Already, but you know, I watch Streets of Fire now, and I watched it as a kid. It's a whole different experience. You know, if, once if you go in realizing that Tom Cody's a real piece of shit, and that you shouldn't really be rooting for him to get the girl, you, you, you're a lot better off at, in the end. You know. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, I did uh, Streets of Fire with Cool. Uh, yep. A few episodes back, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and as you know, I'm a big fan of that film. But yeah, he is. He's pretty much an asshole in that film, isn't he? But. Um, I guess it's for for Tom Cody. I guess it's the terrain that he's in, the place that he's in. He's mm-hmm. kind of got to be like that to try and survive in some ways. Uh, another time, another place, man. <laughs> another time, another place, man. Yeah, Rod, Rod's Rod's a hero, man. He, he's uh, he wins in the end, and that's 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 what you want from your hero. And yeah, go, go, go Rod, man. He's he is the head honcho and the captain of our team. Good stuff, yeah. man. And he's got a heart as well, isn't he, Rod? <laughs> yeah, he's got the heart of a lion. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, that song is so good at the end, man. Yeah. To to bring him into the you know get y'all pumped up. Yeah, that's it. It's got like I say, even though it came out in 2007, I mean, crikey, this film's. Got a little bit of age to it now, but when I watched it at the time, I thought it feels like a throwback to the 80s as well. Uh, Particularly with all that air guitar, I say Europe, John Farnham, You're the Voice. Um, It's only got that vibe about it, so yeah, I'm a fan. I love it. If you watch it, look for one of my favorite characters of the film, which is the Rand. I forget the guy's name. He has a name. But the random Asian guy who wants to be a part of their team, so he's always wherever they are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. And he's he's doing a little montage as well, isn't he? He's sort of jumping around, and again, it's it's kind of like a sort of TikTok type thing, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. um, when we go back to that, and even Ebenezer Scrooge turns up with a turkey uh, for no for no reason at all. <laughs> <laughs> Look, a Christmas goose, you know? <laughs> yeah. For no reason at all, he just shows up, you know. <laughs> uh, and the other bit I've got to mention as well is actually when Rod does this jump and you've got the camera shot of him putting his thumb up, haven't you? And you think he's on the bike, but he's not. He's like about two metres away from the bike, just flying through the air. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he, he, he does dismount in the air, which, you know, would kill a normal person, but Rod... He's our hero, so it'd be very depressing if Rod yeah, died at the end of this movie. That's it. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Um, Ebenezer Scrooge turned up with a turkey in the end. That's just our round of this film is. So um, yeah, all right, Gary. Well, I think we've probably covered everything. There's probably a little bit we we'll just leave to anybody that hasn't seen this film. Yes. Um, but if you haven't seen this film, go check it out. Go and put it on. It's, it's entertaining. I I think it's on Prime in the States right now, streaming, so you can you don't gotta pay for it to watch it if you already have Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll go check it out on Amazon Prime then. So uh, 
Um, all right, Gary. Well, thanks for that. Um, thanks for coming onto the show today to cover that movie. Um, just before I close the show up, uh, I know we kind of mentioned it at the beginning, but um, is there anything else that you're going to be involved with? I know you've just done the uh, summer series well, with Duncan. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's not over with for you guys. It's over with for us, though, as far as like recording. But um, that's coming up. Uh, my my roundtable discussion with uh, Mr. Venom, Mr. Watson, Mike Merriman, and Jeff Lone uh, with Duncan, of course. Not not one, not not two Duncans, one Duncan. So he's not split personality. Um, yeah, that's coming soon. Um, coming soon, Simbi Podcast. We're still going to do our Rebel Without a Pause month um, with Crybaby and Roustabout on one episode. And airborne and thrashing on another episode. So a yeah. lot, a lot of white boys with bad lines. It's going to be happening. It's, it's going down, son. Uh, last call, torches, which is our big Walter Hill show. Uh, myself, Lee Russell, Cameron Scott. Um, the Warriors episode should be out soon after this comes out. Right after that, we after that we do the Long Riders. We're doing all the Walter Hill films in succession. With some Patreon stuff mixed in there that are not Walter Hill joints. Um, next one of those should be The Wanderers. We're going to do The Wanderers to go with The Warriors. Uh, they're both gang-type movies. You might have even done both of those on your show by now. Huh? Um, I have not. I haven't, done, the other show. I haven't done The Warriors yet. I'm surprised I haven't. But um, I need to do that. So maybe, maybe it might be one that we could do together, perhaps, Gary. Or, you know, sort of later on down no, the line. I, Love to talk about that movie, so it's all good there. Yeah. Um, um, what else? Two Jig Venom commentaries be coming back. Um, I'm not sure with what, but it'll be coming back soon. Burning for Springwood, the Freddy's Nightmare show. I'm going on and on and on of projects that should be out already. Yeah. And uh, finally, uh, Blood from the Core, which is a show I do with Derek Bourgeois, um, which is all New York City-based horror films. That's, that's a Patreon exclusive to Legion. So if you're not a member of Legion Patreon, please get on that. That's the only place you're going to get that show, unless we do like a special like one for the main feed. But the main the main episodes you're going to get on on Patreon only. Okay. So please support support the Legion team as uh, you should support uh, Team Rod. You know, <laughs> All right, Bobo. <laughs> Bo, Bo Ransdell is the captain of our team. See? He is the captain of our team, and he's come on. He's come on the show a couple of times now. And it's been great. Uh, it's good to have both on the show. So, and I'm sure I'll get him on the. Um, I keep dangling that carrot in front of him. And he keeps coming back onto the show. So, I'm sure I'll get him on for some future episodes. So, um, all right, Gary. Well, thanks for that. And uh, talking about Ransdell, let's do some. Um, Admin for the show, uh, I'm a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network, so go and please uh, check out all the other shows on there, including Gary's uh, shows. And um, you can find the Bite Size Cinema on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, several other players. If you type in Bite Size Cinema Podcast into Google, it'll take you to somewhere where you can listen to the show. I've also got a Facebook page where I'm most active, so post anything on there, anything you want me to review, let me know. Um, and that's about it so uh, what's coming up next uh, I don't know <laughs> I do this every time I don't know I just make it up as I go along something will just come up into my head 
It's a wide some... range of stuff you could do. So yeah, it's it's hard, it's hard to make the decision unless you're like that scheduled far ahead. And yeah. I know I know people who schedule their podcasts a year and a half in advance, dude. And I can never do that. Oh my god, no! I, I, yeah, you know me, Gary. I I've got a little bit of a work ethic, but I I think of something. I could be driving down the road, and I think, oh yeah, that film. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> let's just hope I don't do something twice. <laughs> oh dear could happen um, it could happen for sure man oh alright guys well listen um, keep it bite size keep it safe and I'll see you soon this show then make sure you check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema beef devour the podcast duncan and Bo come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell Ming power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero ghost show kill the cast underwater kaiju from outer space jerry hates action legion after dark metal health obsessive cinema discourse Pick Six Movies, the podcast by The Cemetery, the podcast on Haunted Hill, the Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.